Hey now, hey now. Don't dream it's over. Hey now, hey now. When the world comes in. Hey now, hey now. They come, they come. Hey. The wall between us. (laughs) We know they won't win. Uh, why? Well, we don't have the 19, but we do have the 87. Episode 87. Duarte on this sand, hiding his face and head in the sand, and Chanel on that end. <laughs> so, for everybody who didn't get the uh, little intro, uh, which is probably everybody, uh, go look at the charts for 1987 and see what you can find. <laughs> it's an Easter egg. They were uh, just on uh, Austin City Limits, also. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. Well, we are back again. Um, hmm. Yay! It's so hot. <laughs> yes, so... don't dream it's over. <laughs> Maybe you are dreaming that it's over. <laughs> uh, it is still hot. It is still the middle of summer and stuff like that. So uh, not so hot in Michigan. Nah. Yeah, nice there. Man. Okay, so. Do you has news? Well, let's do the bumper. Okay. <laughs> do I have news? Uh, no, not really. If you are, um, I guess I do. <laughs> if you, <laughs> if you are sending in any video for TSOL for the um, video or digital theater. Um, be sure to get that in the mail if you haven't already done so. The deadline is August 1st. Of course, you needed to fill out your normal um, proposal submission by the the June or whatever deadline it was. But to actually get the video in, they give you a few more months to get everything ready. So if you're doing that, get it in. Yep, because time is a-wasting. And if if he doesn't have it by the time... Uh, they start going through them, um, then it won't be looked at. So, exactly, exactly. Just like most so. Things. Other news than that, I don't think so. Cool, cool. They're still not building my house, so hey. Yeah. Soon enough. Soon enough. Soon enough. Sooner than later. What about we hope. News? Uh, do I have news? Um, nothing major. Uh. Yeah, no, nothing, nothing jumping to mind. Um, uh, uh, there's a couple of shout out things that I want to do. Not shout out, but like uh, question out instead of shout out. Question out. Does that work? Okay. Okay. Peace out. Yes, but let's close up news real quick. 
<laughs> okay. So, okay, there's two things I need to crowdsource and uh, get uh, all you all who are listening. Is that new lingo? Crowdsource? Yeah, it is. Well, it's kind of new. I mean, it's been around for a couple of years. Uh, there's a dude named Clay Shirky. Crowdsource? Who's, yeah. Uh, who wrote a book a couple of years ago called um, The Wisdom of Crowds. And uh, he in that book, he talks about crowdsourcing. So basically sending out questions to the uh, to the masses and allowing the collective wisdom to take over. Um, although you have to be careful because sometimes it can be collective idiocy, but not with our audience. We got smart people listening. Exactly. Not smart people talking, but smart people listening. At least we got half the equation. <laughs> and um, just on a side Clay Sharkey note, uh, he recently did a TED lecture, which you can download off of iTunes, and it's really, really interesting. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. good for... Um, using in a speaking high level speaking listening class Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and actually it relates to what i'm going to be asking people to do um you know we talked a little bit about twitter uh last time um i want to know are there viable ways to use twitter for an english class um i've been thinking about this for a while um and i'm a little concerned that twitter is just going to be a one of those oh wow this is so great this is so great tools that never really ever gets to be what it's supposed it to what it should be a tool what what it just becomes a tool exactly tool. um so i want to know uh is anybody using it for class in particular not like self-promotion but for class and how you're using it for class and uh who knows maybe if we can get enough of the uh our crap together, we can actually bring in whoever's doing it for an interview if they have Skype and a decent uh, microphone and a good connection. So, um, cool. Let us know how you're using Could Twitter. You do or if you're going like to. Twitter scavenger hunt. Mm-hmm. Say again. Could you could you do a Twitter scavenger hunt? Um, possibly. I mean, that'll be one of the things that we talk about. So hold that uh, close to your vest. <laughs> On, on a we gotta, side we gotta have show. stuff for other shows, dude. <laughs> That's true. That's true. That's true. But you should, since we're speaking on Twitter, you should just tell the Twitter story. Twitter story. Well, the the Izzy video Twitter. Oh story. yes, yes. yes. If, um, if you have been a longtime fan, I'll 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 intro it and then you take it over. Okay. If you've been a longtime uh, listener of the show, you will remember us talking about Izzy Video, um, especially when I was talking about my podcasting, and that was one way that I trained my students on different realms of video production and how to um, shoot good-looking videos, was watching a podcast called Izzy Video, um, created by Israel Hyman. And um, so now, takeaway with the Twitter story. Yeah. So what happened was, and this was maybe, uh, well, spring of 09, I think he had gone with his family on a vacation to visit. Um, uh, I believe his, his in-laws. I'm not sure. I don't remember where he was, but it's like way away from his house. And so he was Twittering about where he was at and what he was doing and stuff. And so, uh, somebody went to his house and stole a bunch of his equipment. <laughs> so, 
um, feel Technology's bad for gone awry. Yeah, I feel bad for old Izzy, but be careful what you Twitter. Exactly, a cautionary tale. So uh, that's that's, that's shout out one um, or question out one. Uh, okay. So uh, send us uh, information about what you're using Twitter for, or are you using Twitter uh, for the classroom specifically? Um, not just uh, not just this is what I'm thinking about doing, but where your students sign up for Twitter and uh, follow your tweets. Um, and the second one was, uh, we're going to be doing a show about um, what to do with your English teaching abilities that uh, you can use to help, um, uh, how do you say this, get paid. Uh, not necessarily for classroom work, but uh, we, we'd like to get some ideas from you about uh, what you're doing outside of the classroom to uh, try to make a little extra scratch or maybe even develop a second career. So if you could uh, send those informations, come to the website at edgycation.org and uh, leave a post, a video, a message. Um, Anthony Kreese will be giving the information again at the end of the show. Thank you, Anthony. Appreciate it. <laughs> um, and uh, What's that? Going back to Anthony? Yeah. Well, I dropped him in the, in the last show, too. Um Probably he'll be a fairly regular fixture there. All uh, right. So you can email this stuff also to me at scott dot o. Uh, what? <laughs> nice try. <laughs> scott at edgycation dot org. And you can email me at Scott Duarte at scott duarte all one word all lowercase at education dot org. Yay. So, uh, yeah, get us those informations. Talk about Twitter and talk about, uh, you know, are you doing anything with your mad English skills with a Z uh, outside <laughs> to earn you some scratch? And, uh, yeah. Stuff. Sweet. Now on with the show. All right. Bring it up, Brohim. <laughs> Oh, well, okay. For episode 87, we are going to delve back into writing. We uh, haven't broached this subject in quite a long, long, long time. Mm -hmm. And I thought we um, should take another stab at it because now that I am teaching the course that I am teaching, I can talk with a little more authority than I did before. Mm -hmm. So... Without further ado, we are going to be talking about Beyond the Five-Paragraph Essay. Yay. And do students really need it? And um, if not, then what should we be teaching them? Because if you look at any um, high-level writing book, that's basically where it stops. Yes. For worse or for worse. <laughs> Choice. Congratulations, you have mastered the five-paragraph essay. There is nothing else. <laughs> There's nothing you more can... to see here. Please go home. Disperse, citizens. <laughs> you can take on all forms of life. Mm -hmm. Yes. Which is not true. <gasps> not... 
I know. Shocker. Shocker. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> yeah. Where's that sound effect when you need <laughs> it? You did a fine job, my friend. Thank you. And so in an EFL context and an ESL context, um, whether it be EAP for either of them, it takes on a, a slightly different approach. Mm -hmm. And uh, I firmly believe that. Yeah. And so let's go ahead. Yeah, no, I was just going to say I, I've never really been a big fan of the five-paragraph essay. I think that it's, it, it's a fine base, but I think we take way too much time to get there. And uh, in general, what I keep hearing from teachers around is, um, yeah, we're going to spend a whole year on the five-paragraph essay, and, and it's got to be perfect. And, you know, I keep sending it back and having them rewrite it and rewrite it and rewrite it. And I keep looking at them like, why? Why do you, do, you <laughs> don't like them? What? <laughs> it, it is a good base. Mm -hmm. And... Um, the IEP that I'm teaching at, mm -hmm. um, we have five levels. And so level one, they're learning sentence. And maybe at the end of the semester, each level is one semester. Mm -hmm. Maybe at the, the end of it, they're getting into branching into paragraphs. Then level two, it's all about the paragraphs. Level three used to be more about the paragraphs, but now we've switched to learning essays. And that's when the five paragraph essay comes into play. All about the paragraphs, baby. All about the paragraphs, baby. It's all about the paragraphs. <laughs> it's all about it. What? What? But um, at level three, it is a good base. It's when you don't know how to do something, it gives you the structure that you need to learn just where to go when you don't know what you're doing at all. Cool. And I am a firm believer in the five-paragraph essay at that level. Mm -hmm. Go ahead and shoot it down now. Go ahead. No, no, Go no, ahead. no, I no. I'm, I'm okay with that. The The issue that I have is, um, you know, this is a five-paragraph essay. The first paragraph is the introduction. The second, third, and fourth paragraph are what you're going to say. And the third and the final paragraph is the conclusion. We're done. Play that clip for your students, and you will save yourself about 15 weeks. Because <laughs> really, what else is there to say? True that, but you go into introductions, which at that level, and every textbook has the same thing. Start with the hook and the question or an anecdote or a quote or an unusual factor statistic, or blah, 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 blah. And they're all the same. Mm -hmm. And it's very formulaic. Mm -hmm. And, again, it's a great base. Mm -hmm. When students don't know where to start, that's where they start. Absolutely. But now, this semester, I am teaching um, the highest level course, which is a credit-bearing class. And um, it segues straight into the freshman writing composition, which all non-native and native students must take unless they can place out of it. Mm. And so it, it was, I had to take freshman writing comp. I placed out of a higher level class right. through my advanced placement, yep. but I still had to take freshman comp. Right. Yep. 
Yeah, that's one and that so, very few people are able to dodge. I was able to get out of at that time MSU had uh, a three semester system. I was able to get out of the first two, but I had to take the last one. Mm-hmm. Regardless. And so at that level, the writing prompts that the the students are getting are half a page long. Mm-hmm. And they go way beyond the scope of a genre five paragraph essay. Mm-hmm. It's not just cause effect. It's not just compare contrast. It's not just um, argumentative. And it is too. <laughs> he argumentative that was. No, it's not. It is too. It's not. It's not. <laughs> I think they. Got and the so, joke. just us teaching the five paragraph. A lot of departments. That's the the end all be all. That's where it stops, and then they are whisked into mainstream classes, and it's not enough. Professors are desiring and expecting more than just that. Right. And so I am fighting to go beyond that. Exactly, exactly. And how do you do that? How do you do that? Well, um, what I've started doing actually is uh, getting them doing creative writing. Uh, And because a lot of the essay stuff, the structure is similar. Basically, the one thing that you need to take away from the par- the five paragraph essay is uh, one idea, one paragraph, right? Yes. And so, with that motion, right, creative writing really works the same way, except it's a little bit more, uh, even more, more uh, laser like, right? Because when you're doing creative writing, you're telling a story, and so I keep telling the students whenever you're doing the story. Think about it like a TV show or a movie, and then whenever the focus moves from one character to another character, from one situation to another situation, um, then that's a new paragraph. And that parallels back to the the essay structure of, all right, I'm focusing on this idea, and now I've kind of completed this idea, and I'm going to take a deep breath and start talking about a related idea, but it's a different one. And it's it's a good point you make when you when you read fiction or creative writing. What do you notice about most paragraphs? Most of them do not actually have a topic sentence. Right. It is one paragraph, one idea, but it doesn't necessarily require a topic sentence, and that's one thing that I am straying away from. Also, and again, I think topic sentences are great. Bases. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. When students don't know what to do, it helps them focus. Um, it helps them organize their paragraph against around a central theme. Mm-hmm. But in higher levels, they can get away from that. Um, a colleague of mine just recently sent a study, and I cannot quote who the study is from. I tried to do my research before the show and, and pull up the email, but I couldn't. And... Um, that the majority, if you look at most academic writing, mm-hmm. native academic writing, there are no <laughs> topic sentences. Right, right. And so, if and and I looked back at the grant that I just recently wrote, and they didn't have topic sentences. 
Shame on you. How dare you I call know. yourself an English no, I would have failed the TOEFL writing part. <laughs> and so, I mean, if I am doing that, why am I requiring my students to have to do uh, topic sentences when I don't? I'll tell you why. Because when you were young, you had to walk up the, the hill both ways to and from school. and Without three, shoes. Without shoes. In the snow. Three feet of snow. And it was good for me, and I liked it. The old Saturday Night Live bit. <laughs> Maybe from 87. Uh, exactly. I mean, we've been trained to teach it that way, and it's easy to teach it that way. Mm -hmm. But we're not doing our students any favors right. teaching it that way at the highest levels, um, whether they be a level five, four, six, whatever. Right. right. If they are actually going into mainstream content courses that require writing then we are we are not doing them any justice yep. well and you and can oh, go ahead no you go ahead well you can look at it like it's it's a fundamentals thing right you know when you're when you're swimming or trying to learn a sport right the the main thing you learn work on initially is the uh the basic techniques and then uh you spend two or three weeks or a month on the basics and then generally you move away from that and right. what uh what i'm seeing with uh, esl and efl students is we get stuck on it and so they do three or four years of this basic that really doesn't translate well into uh into real-time writing or english for that matter because nothing, right. nothing that you or I or anybody generally who's listening to this is going to read that we will read is a five paragraph essay unless it's a five paragraph essay book. <laughs> right? Unless it's a textbook on the five paragraph essay, you and I would read the first paragraph of a five paragraph essay and then stop. Right. Very true. Very true. And so I'm using, luckily, I'm using a book, Sourcework, and it's actually fairly good, although the introductions still go back to the five or six specific types of introductions. I am not teaching that part. Um, and the conclusions are basically textbook also. Mm -hmm. But it does um, build up different approaches, and the prompts that it gives are able they're either good enough or with just a minimal tweaking um you can go so i mean my students have just come from five paragraph essays actually around one to to two semesters of it mm -hmm. and so now i'm just throwing minor wrenches in their system by okay this prompt you have to do um the first paper was on heroes and source work, the nice thing about it is it has at the back of the book five or six articles all about one theme. Ooh, that's cool. And so that basically they have to use all the sources, but it's a controlled so that you know exactly what the sources are. You know whether it's being plagiarized or paraphrased correctly and things like that. Hmm, that's cool. And so the, the first... Um, theme that it had articles on was basically what makes a hero. Hmm. And so I gave them 
the prompt of first classify different types of heroes mm-hmm. and then give me three to four characteristics of what you feel um, creates a hero. And so they were just, they were shocked because they didn't know how, they know classification mm-hmm. essays mm-hmm. and they know um, whatever the other one is. <laughs> <laughs> Listing just of stuff. Standard, essays. yeah, standard <laughs> one. But they didn't know how to combine both of them. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And whether they they talk about the classification only in the introduction, Mm -hmm. and that's fine, Mm -hmm. or they have one body paragraph for it, Mm -hmm. and they really focus on the three characteristics of it, Mm -hmm. Um, I left up to them. I mean, I gave them guidance when they came to me, but it's that's much more of what they'll be seeing if they have to take a history class. The professors are going to be giving them prompts like, okay, um, describe the battle of whatever and give three or four uh, effects of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, exactly. Or compare this side and that side and talk about the effects of the war. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and so it is going to be emerging of various genres one uh two three even maybe four and so they need to learn how to mix it up and approach it uh in that direction exactly exactly well and the other thing that that i keep seeing now that i've been doing this creative writing class is uh students will come at a short story with first second third and lastly and i'm like going no no there's no first in a short story no i mean there can be but not like that they do that i don't even want them doing that in their essays i say that transition is just horrendous for this level it works great if you're if you're 12 years old (laughs) exactly you know exactly it's early middle school you know this is we don't, yeah. So, yes, down with the five paragraph essay. And I mean, up to up to last semester, I was all about five paragraph essays and topic sentences and uh, a really direct thesis statement and or a supported thesis statement and blah 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 blah. Mm-hmm. But it's not what's needed. Well, and if you that's what's required. Yeah. Well, and if you look at, um, you know, what kind of writing is out there now, um, we're not preparing them for today, and we're certainly not preparing them for tomorrow, which in theory is what we're supposed to be doing. Uh, We are, however, preparing them very solidly for about 1970. (laughs) Um, And I think that that comes across in in not just the writing classes but in a lot of other aspects as well but it can be it you know we're focusing on writing today so I'll try to keep my rant towards writing um but that's you know what was happening in newspapers and stuff like that not even newspapers but um but that that was an acceptable form of writing 
uh, in mainstream, right. you know, and that was and that was because it was really heavy, heavily influenced out of the 50s and 60s. And even in the 60s, you know, stuff started to change. So, uh, you know, this is not even that century anymore. We got to. Well, it's. Yeah, I agree. But I mean, for me, I think it is preparing them for academia and, and academia itself tends to not change very much True. in True. in what it wants. But, I mean, you, you raise a, an, a very valid point of we are not preparing them for life beyond academia. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, when they, they go into the business world. Right. And um, writing emails in English and writing business letters in English. And, I mean... There was an article, and, and again, I can't, I don't remember, maybe it was an essential teacher or something, of whether writing teachers should be focusing on essays or if they should really swing the classroom for preparing them for beyond the classroom. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, that's definitely a question to ask when looking at what is the purpose of your program. Right, right. And and what are the outcomes and, and where will the majority of the students go? Right. For exactly. in Japan, um, back at Kansai Gairai, they had a junior college and a university. And I mean, for the junior college, a few years ago, now the majority of them are going into university. Right. Because there's no jobs. No jobs, yeah. But before that, the majority of them were going into the workforce where the the writing really should be business writing. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if it was being taught, but... Uh, you mean... Um, exactly. Five paragraph SLE. SLE. <laughs> Yeah, so um so send us along your opinions on the five paragraph essay. Make sure it is in five paragraph essay format. <laughs> um and uh please compare and contrast the benefits and uh <laughs> uh detriments for using a five paragraph essay format. Uh and please post your essay in the comments of for this show. Um where that would be and I one wickedly through. long comment. <laughs> And Scott and I will go through and grade it and submit your um, grade later. <laughs> that was good, man. That was really good. <laughs> but yeah, blast me, praise me, play me, whatever. Fight, damn it, Romeo. fight. Or, or call me a god. Whatever you want. <laughs> I'd go light on that last one, people. He doesn't need any more. <laughs> But yeah, let us know um, what you think, how you feel. Uh, send us the email, comment on the website, send us a MyChingo voice message uh, from the website. And uh, we do, believe it or not, actually have a Facebook page. So uh, if you are a Facebook person, sign up for that and uh, uh, tell your friend. Let us be your friend. Be our friend. It's a fan page. All right. Mm -hmm. All right. And on that note, he is uh, out of here. 
All right. We'll take it easy, everyone. We shall see you when we see you or talk to you when we talk to you. Absolutely. All right, folks. Have a good one. Peace. Out of here. Later. You've been listening to Education Tesol with Scott Duarte and Scott Chennault. If you'd like to leave a comment about today's show, stop by the website at education.org. Leave a post, a voice message, or even a video. That's E-D-G-Y-C-A-T-I-O-N dot O-R-G.